And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Breaking news from The Athletic. You be the best and you got to pay a little price. If you want it bad enough, you got to do the little extra things and get it. Welcome to the 11 Personal Podcast, Emergency Episode Edition, your favorite Rams podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Rodriguez, and with me, as always, my fabulous co-host, Rich Hammond. Rich? How we doing? That was a pretty relaxing day, Jordan. How was yours? <laughs> man, it was... <laughs> I haven't checked the news, man. I haven't checked the news. Right. What uh, anything? No, <laughs> no, no international news. Yeah, you, you haven't missed anything. Everything's that uh, we're still in a pandemic. Everything's everything's pretty much normal. Uh, Odell Beckham to the Rams. I don't know if you heard about that one. Oh, you know, I must have missed that today. Yeah. Uh, was was dealing with some uh, Brian Allen elbow injury news. Yeah, so. that's why we're doing this, right? Yeah. We're we're here to break down the center uh, debate and who's going to start at center. Jordan, you are all over it as usual. Uh, breaking the news on Twitter that the first that the Rams were very much in on Odell Beckham Jr. this morning, and then not long after that, they had Odell Beckham Jr., uh, who is now a Los Angeles Ram for the rest of the season. And Jordan, I don't. I, I've already done a couple of radio spots, and and of course, the first question that people ask you is. Were you surprised? And <laughs> and I thought about it for a second because I want to get your initial reaction. I had to stop myself because first I was going to say yes. But then I said, how could you be surprised at this point? Knowing what we know about the Rams, knowing how they operate, everything that you've written about them, everything that we've talked about, the way that they run their operation there. You can't be surprised. I was surprised that he picked them. I was not surprised to hear that the Rams were in on Odell Beckham Jr., but how did you process that from the moment that you heard that it was a possibility <laughs> to the moment that it became a reality? Would Would you indulge me, Rich, in that I, I'd like to take you through what today was Please. Uh, up in yeah. Thousand Oaks where I'll the Rams in. facilities are? I'll settle in, um, yeah. I don't think this counts as a rant. I just really think that there are some really cool little tidbits that happened today I think our listeners kind of really like the behind the scenes moments and the inside baseball stuff. Uh, there's a lot of it today. <laughs> so um, really, really thought that was that was fun. Let's get some of the basics out of the way. Uh, yes, Odell Beckham Jr. is a Los Angeles Ram. Uh, a deal was finalized between himself and the Rams. Uh, today is Thursday. Uh, for a long period of time today, I did think it was Tuesday. <laughs> so there's that. Um, but the, the contract, as far as I know, uh, I know there have been some reports about it. Um, I'm still working on specific terms. But as far as I know, it's uh, 
the guarantee in the base is like pretty minimum-ish deal, but there's lots of incentives. So similar to the Deshaun Jackson escalators, there's going to be, um, you know, I- incentives and escalators in terms of, I-, I don't know that they'll go so far as like snap counts, although I'm still working on that. Um, but certainly, you know, active games and certainly there will be things like team record and postseason. And so he has um, quite a few of those in there. Um that, that can hike it up into somewhere I've seen reports saying about 4.25 million. Ultimately, if he hits all escalators, I think, you know, in my knowledge of what I've been hearing, it sounds, that sounds right. Um, this was, this was crazy. I mean, it feels surreal. Although if you think about the Rams and what, how they've come out swinging this year, it surprises you less thinking about it that way. And in the context of what they've done this season, it's just, I think funny because you you almost have to retrain your brain into assuming that something that maybe would otherwise be conceived as or, or construed as maybe impossible or out of the question, they're probably talking about it as as a potential, or they're probably wondering how it could become a possibility. So let me I'll take you through the day, and then there's some really cool mo- behind the scenes moments that were shared today as well. So let me just take you through the day. Are you ready for this? Okay. So get to the facility. And I kid you not, the first words out of my mouth when I got to the facility and and ran into a couple people, like um, as I was walking into the little media room area was, man, it feels a lot quieter than it was last week, huh? Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) Famous last words. Yeah. So get there, get in. Um, So Sean McVay's press conference is at about – uh, 11.35. So myself and Gary Klein, great guy, Los Angeles Times uh, reporter, been covering the Rams for a while, covered USC for a long time before that. Um, we sort of inadvertently approached this press conference with Sean as sort of a little bit of a tag team. It just happens, unspoken thing between reporters sometimes. One person lobs one up, the other person lobs another one up. Um, you try to get one hit, you know, you, you yeah. bat, at least bat 500 on it. So I yeah. asked Sean, um, you know, he had said never say never in terms of Odell the week before. We knew that the players were publicly recruiting Odell Beckham Jr. Like we saw Von Miller's Instagram post. And when uh, now it's been revealed, Von Miller was doing sort of his media day where he's trying on the uniforms and all this stuff, the modern throwbacks. Um, now we have a video of him FaceTiming Odell. Um, so, that, you know, all of these things were happening. That was sort of external. Like a lot of teams were recruiting him. Kansas City was in the running. Um, it, it was reported widely uh, that the Saints were in the running. Um, I know for a fact that it, the decision came down to the Rams and the Packers. But the Rams were not being mentioned in this, mm-hmm. which is funny because – Right. They should probably always start being mentioned in, right. in these things, right? right? Right. Just go ahead and put them in the template, whatever yeah. template you have. Just start with Rams and then fill in the rest of the teams. Yeah, just like have an auto structure in the yeah. Google Doc there on that right. one. Right. Um, so, you know, Sean was very. I asked him about it. You know, if he, it said never say never on that Friday before, right? Uh, before the loss to Tennessee, then. So you come back around. This was the first uh, – as the talks of the tr- of the Odell decision was sort of gaining momentum, you want to make sure you check all the boxes, right? So I asked McVeigh, um, you know, had you have you been in contact with him? And he just had this big, like – pardon my language, but like this big shit-eating grin on his face. And – 
<laughs> he couldn't stop smiling. And he said, oh, I'm focused on the 49ers. And I was like, <laughs> my gut turned over. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, right. Okay, so then Gary, being a great reporter that he is, Gary follows it up at the very end of the presser and says, okay, because I had asked if McVeigh had been in contact with him and he didn't answer, right? Right. Gary flips it on him and says, has Les Snead been in contact with him? Right. Again, big old right. shit-eating grin on right, his face right, right. and cannot stop grinning to the point where it's like awkward how much he can't stop smiling. And and then his presser ends and this man stays at the podium for like an extra second. I was like, dude, the grin does not help us figure this out. Right. And he goes, well, what am I supposed to do? You know, Gary's grinning at me and he's smiling at me. So I'm just smiling back. And he's like giggling as he walks out of the room. Okay. So I'm like, oh no. Right. Okay. So I I run outside. We don't have like a space to be quiet in there. Right. It's like very public domain. Yes, it so is. So I literally ran, faced one of my largest fears of the birds that are around the area. And oh, I no. ran, I ran and there was like a a wave of like grackles or something over by where I was. And I was, so I start, I just got on the phone. Like I just started calling people who right. um, just could, could, you know, maybe get some, give me some direction. People I trust internal and external sources, people I really, really trust right. um, to not, you know, BS me on something like this. Um, and, and again, had not heard any mutterings of this at all. Um, right. So ultimately, um, the conversations all started leaning toward extremely strongly, like this thing could happen. It could happen really fast. And that some sort of event had happened in that morning, Thursday mm -hmm. morning, that really tilted the scales in this way. Mm -hmm. Like, okay. So then, the you know, I, I put out my, my tweet uh, and got with our news team about um, – the sense that things were were moving in this direction. The Rams were very, very much in it. Their name had really not been closely associated with this. Yeah, not at all. Um, and then um, just, you know, maybe, what, 15 to 25, I don't, time has no meaning. Just I was just sitting there furiously trying to figure out how to confirm this because right. it really felt like people were strongly feeling like this was going to happen for the Rams. Right. And so um, – I finally got it confirmed by two different sources and I went with it and, you know, it just was crazy because then, you know, obviously, you know, he had, was speaking directly to a couple of, of reporters and, you know, there was clarity that needed to be had there and the Rams website um, released a, a statement and a push notification that they had agreed to terms right. um, several minutes welcome. after. Welcome, welcome, yeah, Odell. <laughs> several minutes after my tweet was 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 out, and right. and Schefter reported it, and right. um, so several minutes later, the Rams like put out an official like uh, push notification on their website, and then and then it gets deleted. Um, and wonderful people work for that site and area, so I am in no way you know I, I feel awful and for them in that regard, because it was a confusing situation. Um, and, you know, they they did a great job with the rollout and all of that. It just was, you know, it just was a cluster, right? Yeah. Um, so we're literally like <laughs> at out at the practice field at this point, okay? And all of the stuff is rolling out. Players are like walking to practice. And as they come, you know, we we come back and we're furiously filing columns and I'm, I'm with the news team, but then also trying to write my column and then, um, I think at one point I got a message from you in there, Rich, where you were, you said something like good luck to you or something no, like uh, that. Yeah, I slacked yeah. you with just Godspeed. Godspeed. That's all I said. Yes. Yeah. And my, you know, my phone's going nuts and, um, but it was, and it was really fun. Cause then you go out to the field, uh, cause 
basically we can only see 20 minutes of practice. Then we get pushed back into the media room. Um, and then we go back out for the very end of practice to sort of get players that come off the field. And people were like skipping and Dante Dan, I don't know that I can share what he was exactly saying, but he was basically talking about how um, the Rams will just make something happen out of nothing and like all of this stuff. And it was really funny. And then um, Aaron Donald grabbed his smoothie and walked by us and um, he goes, how are you guys doing? And I said, hey, Aaron, how's your day going? And he whips his head back around. He goes, great. (laughs) And... (laughs) <laughs> Which, if you know Aaron Donald, yeah. I mean, a, a great guy, like yeah. just the night, but not not exactly prone to like uh, exuberance. Uh, yeah, very uh, exuberant. Yeah, yeah skipping yeah. a step for sure. Yeah, uh, skipping a step for sure. And 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 I had heard from a couple of different people who I had talked to that morning um, that this was really player driven, and that's what I want to get to next, Rich, because. You know, I think we all know Odell's stats. I think we all know um, I, I, when we at the very end of this podcast, I think we should talk about how he fits into this offense. I found some good some good data on that and some good structure on that today in my column, which you should go read um, over at theathletic.com. But this was player driven. And that to me is is really interesting because the Rams were externally sort of courting Odell via Instagram, via phone calls, all this stuff. But they made a last last hour, like 11th hour push um, on Thursday morning. And Jalen Ramsey gathered a group of guys, including Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. Matthew Stafford was there. Um, Aaron Donald sort of indicated that he was there as well. Um, obviously, we were limited in who we talked to as media today, um, but I did – um, I did get confirmation that at least those guys were there. And Jalen Ramsey calls Odell Beckham, as one does, puts him on speakerphone, and these guys make make their final case. And to me, what it sounded like is it was a communication not just of, hey, man, let's do this thing. We're going to go win a bleeping ring. It was also expression of what the culture was and people just – getting a feel for each other and like a really cool, like organic conversation. And the players took that empowerment and autonomy upon themselves to go do that. And I just thought that was really neat. And I have to think that it was kind of fun for them. And I know it was fun for Jalen Ramsey um, based on his tweets before and after. Um, Dude's going to be like running a team someday. But like that to me was really interesting and cool was that the Rams sort of shouldered this vibe that the franchise is putting out that they could really make anything happen, whatever the franchise going to them and basically saying like Sneed and Pasteur's and all them saying like, yeah, we'll leave the, we'll leave the book open. We'll leave the roster spot open. Essentially you, if you guys make this happen and that's the sense that I got now it's more complicated than that, obviously, but it really was like, a bunch of guys in the neighborhood, like a bunch of kids, and they're picking teams for the big flag football game or the big touch football game, and they're they've got a list. Okay, well we've got to go get Bobby down the street. Okay, we've got to go get we've got to go get Joey like three three doors down. We got to make sure we get him. And it was like these guys huddled around like trying to make this happen for themselves. There is something I freaking love about that. That is so. That's football, man. That's there's something I really really love about that. 
Yeah, I, I can't wait to hear from from Odell on on this, and I know I don't know when exactly he's gonna he's gonna talk. There's a lot going on, obviously, but uh, just how that played out for him because you know he had some good options. I mean, when you talk about coming down to the Rams and Packers, you're you're going to join a good team either way. You're going to join a good offense. You're going to join a good quarterback. Um, so it you wonder what it came down to for him. I don't I don't think it was money it at was that not. point. <laughs> Um, so is it, is it role? Is it, but then you look at that and you go, I wonder if that was happening in green Bay. And and I, I also saw something where, you know, Sean McVay was on the phone with, with Odell and, and talking to him and, and, you know, then you obviously you have the players, you have your quarterback on there kind of cheering you on. I have to think that makes a difference. And I don't know what was going on in green Bay, but I saw, I was kind of chuckling, uh, my good friend, uh, Cam Inman, who covers the 49ers up in the, uh, for the Bay area news group. I guess somebody asked Jimmy Garoppolo about like, Oh, you know, did, did you try to recruit Odell Beckham? And his response was kind of like, Oh yeah, that's that's for other people to do. And I was like, "Ooh, that's yeah, I mean, just the contrast there, right?" And I don't maybe the 49ers weren't even in it. I don't I don't want to presume anything, but but the contrast of of a, of a quarterback saying, "Oh yeah, that's for other people to do." And then you've got this group of Rams, you know, basically uh, trying to trying to get this guy to to come to your team. Like I I'm, I'm fascinated to hear from from Odell on that and to see what kind of impact uh, that made on him because it sure sounded like it did. Uh, and it sure sounded like when he was coming down to, to make that final decision today, it's kind of like, you know, the, the last person in your ear is the one that you, that, that you hear, right? I mean, and that's the kind of the, 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 the decision that you make of, oh, this is the last person I heard from. So I'm, I'm going in that direction. So very cool. So it speaks, I think speaks to the, to the culture of what's going on, especially to have, uh, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, in that conversation, uh, it's it's certainly consistent with everything that we know about those guys in terms of being team first guys and not being threatened by an Odell Beckham coming in. Yeah, um, they're just it's a really secure group, yeah. dude. And like it, Cooper said something really interesting today talking in a scrum afterward where he was just like someone was asking him about like uh, the team chemistry and someone someone a TV person asked him you know, oh, kind of like, do you worry that this has an effect on, would have an effect on team chemistry or the chemistry in the receiver's room? And his answer was so secure. And Robert's the same. And Matthew, when he talks, is the same. And it's kind of ironic because Sean McVay was just having, just had like a soliloquy about Thomas Brown, the running backs coach and assistant head coach, and about how it's the people who are very secure in themselves and secure in what they do and what they bring that, he wants to and does gravitate toward because uh, he feels that not only is that calming, but also they'll tell him what he doesn't want to hear or, or they kind of get the big picture and all of that. Kind of a timely topic considering what we just talked about right. um, on the previous podcast. But as it pertains to this situation, when Cooper was talking and he said, and I'm paraphrasing him, but he basically said, you know, um, you want to be a part of this group and people come here and you want to be a part of the chemistry and the vibe we've created in this receiver's room um, because it works and it's good to be a part of it feels good. And um, people who don't get that or buy into that, like they stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah. And um, I just think that that's certainly, certainly the case, but I also think it's, it's really secure. Like they really, they're like, yeah, this, this guy has clearly expressed to them, that he wants to be a part of something like this. Mm-hmm. He understands what the dynamic is on this team. I mean, my God, right. like 
who everywhere you turn, I don't even know what the hell I'm going to write about for the rest of the season, man. Cause there's too many people to pick from. Like yeah. there's just, it's just star after star after star and yeah, not yeah. just stars, like internationally known players. Right. Right. And it's just, it's, it's great. It's, it's surreal, honestly. Yeah. But then to bring it back down into the space that they're in. And that's again, humble facilities up in thousand Oaks that they'll show up to every single day. Um, you know, just a place where it's just unassuming and a room that is also secure in itself. And I think that's something that I really took from today is they're not Robert and Cooper are not on the phone lobbying for someone of Odell Beckham Jr.'s status and caliber, right. a potential caliber as a as a contributor and a player if they aren't secure in that way. Yeah, and it's it's always been that way. I mean, you're you're talking about two of the most solid guys, and and I would give credit to Eric Yarber, you know, receivers coach, oh, who's who's fostered that attitude. His reaction, sorry, Rich. Oh <laughs> yeah, my no, god. please, because I want to know what it was. Yeah. Oh my god, he he could he could probably have powered a small building <laughs> with the grin that was on his face. He did yeah. not walk out to the practice field. That man strode yeah, right. with authority out <laughs> to the practice field. The, the old billionaire strut out onto like, the practice field. Oh, it was yeah, great. Yeah. He's such a great dude, but continue yeah. what you were saying. Yeah. No, no, but that's, I mean, I, I think he fosters that. And I, and I give credit to Sean McVay, too, for, for fostering that, too. And, and I think that that does, it's, it permeates. Uh, but but I, I think it starts with the players. And I mean, you, you don't have two more solid people in your locker room than Robert Woods and, and Cooper Cup. And this has gone through uh, the whole thing. I mean, uh, Sammy Watkins coming in. Oh, what's Sammy Watkins going to uh, do for what's what's Brandon Cook's going to how is he going to affect? And it nothing ever phased these guys. It was the guys would come in and out. Some guys would have big games. Some would have small games. Uh, you know, the roles would increase, decrease. It just doesn't matter. You've never heard anything out of the mouths of either one of those guys and it's not because they're keeping it in it's because they just are okay with it and the other thing Jordan I mean I don't want to put it this way like I I hate for it to sound this way those guys are already also got their money like I mean they they got their they got their contracts too so if Odell Beckham comes in and eh, maybe he takes a few snaps or a few targets here and there look Robert Woods and Cooper Cup got their money what they want right now is the ring and bringing Odell Beckham in is going to help them get that ring. And and I have to believe that that's what they care about at this point. Yeah, and, and I want to switch to the on-field too, because I think it's obviously a huge piece of this. Um, our colleague, Sheil Kapadia, did a really great breakdown of uh, his um, sort of just the situation that uh, I don't want to say like completely declined, but it certainly was a juxtaposition to the earlier years of his career, particularly after the ACL tear that he suffered, um, came back from. I do think, though, that, um, again, and it's kind of interesting how the Rams team build model is sort of almost flipped on its head, but not really, but kind of in a way, because we talk all the time about how they're looking for traits, not necessarily. Let's say we're talking about one of their fifth round picks. They're looking for traits that complement the core guys that they have. Um, They're not necessarily looking for a guy who can do 19 things. Um, and I think that number increases every time I talk about this, but, um, they're looking for traits and, and with Odell based on the contract and based on his potential and the upside here, um, it's kind of the same thing. Now, of course, former first round pick, just uh transcendent talent in his, especially in his first few years in the league, uh, still can absolutely ball 
in my opinion. Um, but they're very clearly associating perhaps what he's able to do. And Matthew Stafford talked about it really well today with a particular skill set that's helps them widen the margins against other teams. Um, he's catching his, his 50, 50 catch rate. Um, the 50, 50 balls that you know that you're going to see from him or from Matthew Stafford a lot. Um, and you're also going to see them. The Rams are getting downfield at a more at a higher rate than any other team in the league. Still, even after Sunday, explosive pass play rate is the highest in the league. Still, even after Sunday, Matthew Stafford's EPA per drop back and the Rams overall offensive EPA is still the highest in the league, throwing the ball the hell downfield. Okay. So you need a guy who's going to come down with those contested catches either at a 50-50 rate, like it, as the name would imply, or at a number higher than that. Nodell is still incredibly good at that. He's His 50-50 rate something like 48-49%. Um, he also had a lot of like, quote-unquote, uncatchable passes as, as they're sort of rated via various analytics uh, software and, and things. So I think it'd probably be even higher. Um, if you're not combining it with that number as well. And so that's that's a big thing. That widens the margins. That uh, That's a threat, absolutely a threat. If it's not just a threat for um, actual catch and explosive play, it's also extremely a threat in terms of drawing penalties. Um, and hell, that works too. You take them where you can get them on those. Um, and so that's a facet of his, of his game that I think is really, really important. Um, the fact that he is able to freestyle and has a quarterback in Matthew Stafford, who has played a lot of football, has seen a lot of football, clearly is very comfortable, um, being creative after plays break down. We've seen this. We saw it on the Tyler Higby touchdown that got called back. You saw it on a Van Jefferson touchdown. Um, you saw them change the play at line of scrimmage with Van Jefferson one time. That was a, a huge gain. Um, these types of things, Matthew talk, told a really great story about when he was throwing to Odell in the Pro Bowl. I forget what year it was, several years ago. Um, and they were like making it up as they went along. Like he, Matthew said, all right, if I touch my shoulder before the snap, um, you know, on this play, then this is the route that I want you to run. Uh, but you can break either in or out, whatever you choose, just don't slow down. Like, and then they execute like an incredible outstretched diving catch. Play. I mean, it was, it was nuts. Right. And, and it's like that kind of stuff. That's that element that's, that lends a danger to this offense. They have steadiness, they have explosive play, but widening the margins with guys who could make huge things happen when even when things are going wrong, that's very much a goal of theirs too. And um, I do think that Odell lends very well to that. Um, dude's played a lot of really good football. Um, and so I think he lends well to that. And then I also think that I very much don't think that's all they're going to be doing with him. I don't think this is a Deshaun Jackson situation. He's got the escalators in the contract, but I do not think this is a situation where you will see him, you know, three snaps a game because he also can run a screen game. He's out of the Stefanski offense where, yeah, there's much made about some of the timing and, and the usage that he had, but this there's also a ton of leverage for creativity and autonomy handed to the receivers in this offense when they hit the mark that they need to hit. Um, Cooper Cup talks about it all the time, about having so many choices and so many creative options within the structure of the timing plays that to, that to me is something that's really good for Odell Beckham. That to me right there, not not just the timing facet of it, 
and look for landmarks, be in point A at time, you know, at in at this point in the quarterback's drop. There's a, a lot of that with what McVay is doing still and now and still. But the way this offense has expanded with Matthew, it's also like the receivers have more autonomy, as does the quarterback. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code The Athletic, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a fifteen hundred dollar first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. I am excited to see what this even means for the Rams red zone offense, because if you look at that Rams group of receivers, and it's fantastic, by the way, but if you look at the individual skill sets, that's really the one thing that they haven't had. If you're at the 10 yard line or even the five yard line, and you want to throw that fade up there to somebody who can go up, you know, you know, high point the ball, make make that catch. Um, I'm not saying their guys couldn't do it, but it, it's not really in their high, the high part of their skill set. You know, that's that's not necessarily a Cooper Cup play. That's not necessarily a Robert Woods play. I think they've tried to get Van Jefferson into that a little bit to be that kind of guy. It's more of a Tyler Higby kind of play if we're, if we're really, you know, being honest about it. But like Odell, I think can be that guy. And, you know, not to be cheeky about it, but I mean, we talked last week about how much the Rams pass in the red zone. So uh, that's, to me, is an area I look at and say, okay, that's another weapon there for Sean McVay, another weapon for Matthew Stafford uh, to be able to to use in that red zone. Um, I, I, I don't I don't see how, I mean, famous last words, like about your quiet week thing. 
Um, but <laughs> I, I, I don't see how this really goes super wrong for the Rams. But Jordan, let me let me ask you, because it's it's the if the first question that, that I got was, are you surprised? The second question that I got was, is Odell really going to be uh, satisfied in this offense? Okay. And it's, it's, it's people projecting on Odell and that's not fair. Okay. But that's what people are going to ask. Is this guy who's been a 1,213 yard receiver, uh, you know, we know he likes to get the ball. Is he really going to be content to come in here and be nominally at least a number three receiver behind Cooper Cup and Robert Woods? My answer, Jordan, was I think so. I, I think he has to have his, if, if not, he's fooling himself, but I, I think he has to have his eyes open here to say, I know what this team is. I know what I'm joining and I want to win a Super Bowl. And you look at the teams that he was joining, if he if he was just all about volume, if his goal was to, to just get as many catches as he could get, there's a lot of places he could have gone. Could have gone to the Jets. He could have gone to the Dolphins. He could have gone to any number of terrible teams that will just throw him the ball 15 times a game. Uh, he was looking at the Rams. He was looking at the Packers. He was looking at the Chiefs. He was looking at teams that he might not necessarily go into and be the alpha dog. Um, but do you have any concerns about that when when you talk about him coming in? It is a lot of mouths for Sean McVay to feed and for Matthew Stafford to feed. Um, is that a concern at all, or do you think that these guys will just be able to to work that out and and you know have the have the kumbaya, have the have the yoga circle, and just be all all peaceful about it? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there won't be. I mean, I'm sure there'll be some days that are hard and a lot of days that are really honestly fun as hell. For me, I really, especially. I'll, I'll explain what I mean by this in, in a minute. And I, I've kind of been immersed in this subject for the last um, couple of uh, several weeks and months working on a couple of projects. But I think there's so much projected on a person based on external commentary. And I really want to always approach a person, especially a new player in an environment, by making sure they have the space mentally, emotionally, physically, making sure they have the space to decide who they want to be. And so I get frustrated. I'm sure you're the same based on how you so eloquently introduced the subject is like, I get frustrated when people assign who they think someone is. Um, Who someone is isn't always true or always who they're going to be. Right. Um, and if, if I could just interrupt you for a second, because this this happened in 2018 when the Rams brought in Indomitian Sue and mm-hmm. Akib Talib and Marcus Peters, and everybody said this is going to be a nightmare because you've brought in these guys who have terrible attitudes and they're just their problems. Or what Not- about Rich? Like what about too? Look at Jalen Ramsey. Exactly. Look at, look at Leonard Floyd. Yes. Like look these at these guys, yeah. You could at, go down the list of all these guys who Dante Fowler, another guy who was a quote unquote Trump uh, problem. Dante Fowler was the 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 sweetest, you know, nicest guy in the locker room who couldn't have been any happier to be with the Rams. He loved his role. So yeah, it's it's really not fair to project this these things on. No, on and these I guys. think that the thing that's 
I've heard, again, working behind the scenes on some stuff is like, it is, it can be, and I think I have, I do, I think, have some empathy about this as well on a personal note too, is it can be the most freeing and mentally clearing and just beautiful thing to go somewhere where you feel like you are supposed to be and to give it everything you've got and to try to do it in a way that is true to who you think you are as a person. And I think you saw that, you're seeing that with Jalen Ramsey because there are still people, I see it on everything I write about him, there are still people who come out of the woodwork and say, this guy is a, a cancer to a locker room. Well, no, that's that couldn't be further from the truth here in in uh, in Los Angeles. I don't know what Jacksonville was. I have no idea. I wasn't there. I do know what I see here, and it's a lot of times people who are saying those things are not in locker rooms, or are not, or are not uh, allowing people the space and the grace to become. You can always become someone more. Not just of who you are, but who people think you are. You can always become someone more. And I and I don't know Odell previously. I don't know. Um, I I don't know him pers- personally. I've covered a couple of his games. Um, I do know what it's like covering an internationally recognized superstar player. Um, now of which the Rams have several. Um, and and I also have seen up close for the last couple of years, and again, not just with Jalen, but also with Leonard Floyd, up close, what it means and what it can be to have that clarity, that that space in your mind to be who you are in a space that accepts you for who you will be with them. Right. Right. Uh, it's so well said, Jordan. It's, it's, it's not to put that on Odell right now. Um, mm-hmm. I, I want to hear it from him. Like, I, I want to hear what he has to say about why. I, I think it'll be very enlightening for, for him to talk about this process. And, the and Dow of Odell. <laughs> Nobody but, take it. That's my book title. Yes. <laughs> Nobody take it. <laughs> yes. There's, oh my gosh, I hope you're writing this stuff down. There, there's definitely a book uh, to be, to, I think that's your first scene is all these guys. Uh, either that or Sean McVeigh. Jalen Ramsey's phone. Yeah, either that or Sean McVay yelling out Les Snead's window at, at Leonard Floyd. Oh my I, god, I, still my favorite. But yeah, like. when when they make a movie, one of those will be the the first scenes. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I, I don't worry. So I I I think there's a a legitimate question about uh, whether you want to say it's Sean McVay or or Matthew Stafford or both of them, just about you know how all of this works together. Uh, and and you know they they do have to figure this out on on the fly now. I mean, halfway through the season, and uh, the Rams have some big games coming up, so they're gonna, they're going to have to make this work. They're going to have to figure it out. It's not just going to be seamless. But uh, but I I don't I've just I've seen this now too many times, and I know you have also, Jordan, as you just eloquently said. Um, it it just it's not a concern to me. I think that if there's any concern, that locker room is is so strong that uh, it, it it takes care of itself. Uh, and you've already seen it. They already were, were welcoming Odell Beckham with open arms before he even made his decision. So when you get into that environment that is supportive, 
and that you you feel welcome right away and you feel like people want you and they want to be your teammate and they want to be on the field with you. Um, I, th- I think that takes care of, of a lot of issues. I don't know exactly what was going on with Odell in Cleveland. Um, I, I doubt he'll speak to it, you know, at, at any great length and he doesn't need to at this point. It's, it's, it's over. Uh, but it's a different situation here. And I think what you've seen is that the Rams have been able to bring these players in from outside, whether it's trades or free agents or whatever, and they make them a part of the team very quickly. So uh, what it looks like on the field, I, I, I don't know. Um, but that's the it, fun it's, part. That is the, it'll reveal itself. Yeah. Right. Um, so that's, uh, so I don't know. What are we looking at, Jordan? I, I, I have to be honest in, in all this stuff. I, I didn't even, um, get, get a real good, uh, look. W- what do you think? Be- now it's, it's a Monday night game. The, the chances of him playing Monday probably aren't great. Right. Um, yeah, I, I would normally say, I think he, he'll be a go, but, uh, I also was told Von Miller would be ready to go. And, yeah. uh, he, he just kind of, I don't, I don't think he had a setback by any means, but I do think they're very cognizant of the bye week. Um, sounds like the bye week is also a milestone place for a lot of really heavy install work, uh, for, on a coach's perspective, they're going to give the players the time off, but in a lot of install stuff on a coaching perspective, uh, yeah. the guys, I mean, I was there late tonight. Those guys, look like I mean all the cars were in the parking lot so I I was like oh no bless like you guys aren't going home anytime soon (laughs) but um yeah yeah, so I think that that I wouldn't be like sure probably you know I I could see him being active getting a couple of touches uh you know Monday night but I also think you know if we're being realistic the the bulk of his activation will probably come after the bye Somewhat ironically, the first game is against the Green Bay Packers. Oh, how about that? Um, so that will be interesting. But a um, couple subplots to that game, huh? Yeah, Boy, it's like, a, God, yeah. the Rams. I was telling someone this today. The Rams are like, when you're in one of those relationships where you're like, everything's too good. Something's wrong. <laughs> Things are going too well right now. I have to self-destruct in some way. Like something, <laughs> something is going wrong in some way. Right. Um, or I, or I have to, or I have to just like create some drama. Like you some see drama. this on, you see this on the, you know, on reality shows or whatever, all the time, sitcoms and stuff like, Oh, I just sure. have to, I just have to, um, you know, create something insane happening. Right. Um, this was kind of Chaos. that, like, it, this this could be a very good thing. It doesn't take away the insanity of it. Like right, it's, right, yeah. this could be awesome, but it also was freaking insane. The Rams are like everything seems pretty good. What if right. we added Odell Beckham Jr. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, what if we just dropped the scorpion cool. in the middle of the room yeah. and uh, yeah, but in yeah. a good way, but in a positive way. And I yeah, think uh, yeah. yeah, and I think it'll be fun. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. Rich, I know we'll have so much to talk about. I am hoping personally that this leads to more fourth and go situations. Oh yeah, by one Sean McVay who uh, allegedly wants to get the ball in the hands of his quarterback a lot more often. Um, okay, so prove it, man. So I'm go. looking forward to that. Um, I really enjoyed our little emergency conversation, as I do all of our conversations. Um, you guys, please go check out my column. It's kind of a look behind the scenes of how this kind of came together. Um, lots of in-the-moment reporting, uh, l- lots of uh, funny things, including Robert Woods using the famed Les Sneed meme comment in his public press conference today, which was phenomenal. Um, lots of cool stuff in there. Uh, make sure you go subscribe to theathletic.com if you haven't already. 
Uh, if you are just deciding that you just want to overload your senses, much in the way that mine have been today, also go check out a deep enterprise work uh, that I did with Nick Kostmeter, our Denver Broncos writer, um, inside the Von Miller trade, which thought was that that thought that was going to be it. <laughs> that already feels like it was like a month ago, doesn't I know. it? Yeah. I know. I was like checking yeah. the date. I was like, wait, was this that recently? Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. Well. I'll look forward to our next emergency podcast after the uh, the Rams uh, sign somebody. But uh, yeah, Jordan, uh, excited to see what you've got coming. And uh, congratulations on a job well done today. Uh, go get yourself some rest. Thanks, Rich. I will do that. Rams, <laughs> guys, let me please just chill the hell please. out for like two seconds, please. Please, less, Please, Kevin. Please. Give, give Jordan one day. Just please. one day. Please. Tucker Tucker needs uh, needs to uh, have some Jordan time. So I know I'm yeah. I'm like thinking to myself, how can I seamlessly combine all of my errands, grocery shopping, <laughs> walking right. the dog, and sleep at the same time right. in the luck. next three hours? <laughs> Good luck. Thanks, Rich. It's always a pleasure, guys. Uh, we will catch you next time. <laughs>